Hello, welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. But before I get into anything, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. Well, now I'm going to tell you a little secret. Um, See, Nathan thinks we shouldn't give out any of this content. But me, I think we should be giving out this content for $5 a week. So... You know, thanks to me, you guys have this Patreon content for only five dollars a month. No thanks to Nathan, who wants to lock it away forever. <laughs> what the, what is going on? <laughs> These people will never know who the real one who wants to keep it hidden is. Never, never. Uh-uh. But uh, yes, check that out over at Patreon.com. It doesn't affect any regular content whatsoever. But today we're going to be talking about. 1974's Busting, directed by Peter Hyams. And uh, this is another Elliot Gould movie. You know, I thought this would be a good Gould well, time. Good, good, good Gould time. It's December. You know, it's that time of year. It's the Gould yeah. time of year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just when am I not thinking about Elliot Gould? I was thinking about Elliot Gould right, even before and after this movie. Oh yeah, I always think about him. Yeah, when you first recommended me this movie, I was like, "Oh yeah, he." You know, I'm just thinking about Gould. But and you said the title is like, "What's he doing?" Uh, busting criminals. Yeah, I was right. Well, and I I was hoping you were going to think in busting ghosts, like we were going to talk about <laughs> Ghostbusters. So yeah, I just never noticed him in a <laughs> in, in, in Ghostbusters before. Can you imagine Elliot Gould in a Ghostbusters jumpsuit, like busting ghost? I could see it. <laughs> I could. I, I really. I think it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the real forgotten fifth Ghostbuster, but uh, but anyway, uh, this movie it's a it's a cop movie. Um, essentially, uh, it's about two vice cops that are uh, on the beat of their um doing like they they're busting criminals like and that's mm-hmm. and uh, this movie really doesn't have like a huge plot like in the first half of the movie i mean it's kind of like a weird almost slice of life kind of like day in the life of a cop type of thing where they're just dealing with random cases back and forth it's a hangout movie it's a 70s hangout movie like it's like what the a buddy cop movie sounds like like it's actually like a cop cops that are buddies hanging out movie (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I mean, how it starts is uh, they're busting uh, prostitutes. Elliot Gould is uh, propositioning uh, or she's trying to get he's trying to get the prostitute to proposition him for uh, sexual favors. And uh, he they do bust her mm-hmm. and uh, take her to uh, to jail and uh, almost right away um, her uh, there his the police chief is like, Hey, just let that girl go. Pretend it never happened. When you're when you're at her court trial, just say you don't know what you're talking about. You like you don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. And 
And they're just like, why? And they're like, oh, well, it's part of Mr. Rizzo's company. And you that, you kind of hear about Rizzo early in the movie, but he doesn't really play a central plot point until like the second half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But he does keep like popping up, putting his hands into the pot. Keneally here. And he's, I think even like earlier, like, let me guess Rizzo at one point. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's what it is. And he, they end up just kind of getting put on crap assignments um and we should say it's elliot gould and then his partner is robert blake um who i know from in cold blood um but he's in so much stuff who i know from beretta yeah beretta the tv show yeah well and robert blake died this year so rest in peace yes yeah (laughs) elliot gould's still kicking though robert blake never did anything salt of the earth human being (laughs) Yeah, we don't talk about any of that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean, they they do have a good dynamic. I mean, you actually kind of—I do believe like they're friends in this movie. I mean, they have a too, nice yeah. look. They have a they have a really good on-screen chemistry, and it's like after they bust, basically whatever. Anytime they do something good or like so, hoping to lead to like another bust or something bigger, um, they always get kind of uh, stonewalled by a lot of mm. um, her, by the chief or whatever and they always end up having to do uh, even worse tasks like they uh, they make them go to a, a gay bar mm-hmm. and they're having to go there and try to bust some guys there and you know it's the, the probably one of the scenes I don't like a whole lot uh, coming up is like you know they go there and they're trying to like uh, it's obvious like they don't want anything to do they don't want to be around gay people because it's weird yeah, or whatever yeah. like in the context of the movie and yeah they uh and of course like one guy starts getting kind of handsy with them and you know he ends up fighting them and <laughs> the guy ends up biting a chunk out of <laughs> elliot gould's leg yeah, I think I think Elliot Gould ends up uh, calling them uh, greasy for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that there that I agree. There's one small bit that I don't like about this movie. It's definitely it's homophobic, but also time and place. It was 1974. Um, well, yeah, and it's like they because they do bust a couple of guys in the movie, and it's you know, it's. Well, I mean, I guess we don't know if they're trans or not at the time being, but it's men and women's clothing. And, yeah. and they go to the court and like the, it's like, I don't like, I was trying to figure out like what the tone was supposed to be. Like, is it supposed to be comedic that these two gay men are like having to be like being made fun of in front of like the court? Because yeah. but it's like, a, it's a really sad scene because they're talking about like I was humiliated, like they mm-hmm. beat me up, like they they did things to me while I was in prison, and and they're just like, uh, shut up, like you know, yeah. What's your you're what's your what's your real name and stuff like that? Yeah, because uh, the person gives a, a female name, and it's just <laughs> yeah, and then it makes them gay. Like it's like, no, what's your real name? And then it's two of them standing there and they're holding hands and it's like do you have to hold hands in my courtroom 
<laughs> yeah um i thought that was interesting i think the first time i watched it because i watched this movie twice as well yeah um and i think the first time i watched it i was like this is played for laughs but this time i was watching the acting in these two they're actually really sad it's like a it's a sad scene but like everybody in the background is making fun of them i think i think there's some kind of injustice shown there but if anything that's a lot like the rest of this movie, kind of like last week, maybe not as hardcore as last week. This movie plays a tonal, ton, ton, two different tones. It's kind of dead serious, but it also allows itself to be full of hijinks and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like this movie. To me, it kind of starts as like a comedy. And then just as it goes along, it just gets a little darker mm. towards until it gets to the end of the movie where it's just like this kind of like a gut punch at the end and because i think they just become so disillusioned by like the justice system not working well yeah because they i mean in the beginning of the movie they don't really i mean they're not really having a bad time or anything or talking about like what a crappy job it is or anything you Mm -hmm. know it's just like oh this is just what we do type of thing and they Mm -hmm. they like the bus but then it's like when they every time like they end up you know, they end up having like a roadblock or something like that. It's just, they're just like, this job is getting worse and worse every time. And they, uh, they go through a lot in this movie where they'll do like a big bus, like another time, like when they go to a a pornographic bookstore that also offers massages. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes, because I think this is where like the dynamic between these two works so well, because Robert Blake is the more, um, straight man he doesn't do all these characters and elliot gould he's allowed to be like the funny like costume like i'm gonna pretend to be someone when i bust him and he plays like a texan but he kind of does it poorly like with the like like in matilda yeah yeah wow was that like his signature did elliot gould like do redneck like, did, i don't know but i was like did he think he was good at it because he's not he's he's he not is- that, that I think that's what makes it so funny because he's really bad at it because he's like, how can I get me a massage? <laughs> he well, yeah, he comes in and he's just <laughs> he was uh, he comes in, but it's like this really exaggerated Texan outfit with like uh-huh. a polo tie, big big suit and hat, cowboy hat, and he's just like, hey, I got twenty bucks that so I can get a massage. <laughs> yeah and it's like what 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 kind of massage do you want and he's like well i don't want a normal massage and he gives out this fake laugh he's like, <laughs> i don't know there's something about it that made me laugh I, it's like one of those like scenes that really pops out in this movie i think that makes it unique because he, he ends up going to the back getting a massage from a girl because he earlier in the movie busts a prostitute um, mm-hmm. But she never specifically says that she's going to commit a sexual act. And he, you know, he says that in court. And I think here he's really trying to be like, oh, what are you going to give me for this massage <laughs> when he try when he tries to bust her? Yeah. And she's really specific. Oh, you know, you get a you get a straight lay for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then he's like, well, sorry to tell you this, but I'm going to have to bust you. <laughs> yeah um and and then um i guess they try to bring everybody in on it because the guy who owns it obviously has heroin but of course the police the nobody in the police force is willing to give him a warrant for his search and did you recognize the video store owner i did recognize him 
but what is he what is he in <laughs> uh michael lerner he was nominated for an academy award for barton fink <laughs> i love when you when you i i just i clicked on him uh and that's the picture for him on wikipedia is him from barton fink <laughs> not a professional picture or anything it's um, just like when he's in like his bathing suit or weather no or he's wearing a suit um, uh, which the, also he died this year. Did you know that? Rest in peace. No, and then he was in Blank Check, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was. Um, he's also an X Men. So Days oh, of Future okay. Past. Yeah, yeah, superhero movies. That's what I know. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Willard was in that movie too. So <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I know how much, you you know everything Willard related, everything connected to Willard. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I, it's a very good scene, though, because other than that, you know, there's Robert Blake comes in, which that's a thing, too. Uh, and they bring this up uh, quite a number of times in this movie is that they uh, they 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 try to be undercover, but both of them just like scream cop whenever they're in a room, like, even, yes, like yeah. especially Robert Blake, like when yes. he when he shows up in that bookstore, they're like, hey you a cop like I, you can't get you're not allowed in here and he's like what i'm just just here buying a book he's like take whatever you want and get out of here how about that yeah yeah exactly it's like look at i think he's like look at this nose i could sniff a vice cop from from from, from like far away um and i was gonna say uh robert blake's character has a quirk in this movie that's similar to another i know <laughs> i thought about that he smokes unlit cigarettes just like in fault in our stars yeah wow could you imagine he he he's literally me i like the kid from fault in your stars he was augustus like, yeah he loved busting that's where he's maybe he watched busting he thought that was a good idea yeah he's like hmm yeah he just he it was december elliot gold busting was on you know yeah yeah that's what i hate about abc family they just run busting all of december <laughs> over and over again oh my god uh, the busting all around yeah <laughs> yeah busting all all month <laughs> um but uh i I do like the they do like they they keep getting stonewalled with that. So after they bust the pornographic bookstore, then they end up having to. So like when they try to bust the uh, massage parlor, um, mm. they end up chasing them and it ends up in this big chase sequence uh, yeah. with like the the bouncer who is played by Sid Haig. Yeah, Sid Haig is in this. Oh my god, what a what a legend! I always love seeing him in a movie. Um, but this chase scene is is really good i was like really surprised by it because it's like a running chase scene not like a car chase scene in it and it ends up leading to like a giant market tons of extras running in front of the camera all around and it it shot really well yeah i was surprised at like how good this part was because i was just yeah. like what? i was like this is like an actually like, really compelling scene <laughs> yeah it's really intense and it's all shot in that gritty um gritty 70s look um it's not in new york either so unfortunately new york does not make an appearance in this movie um, no unfortunately um, but um i uh one part of what i was not expecting is like there's like a lady like like messing with fruit and then like she ends up getting shot like, i know 
I was like, they shot the fruit lady. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it's kind of passed over, right? She gets shot, and then I think Robert Blake looks at her, and then it just cuts away. Well, it's not like played like this big dramatic moment where they mm-hmm. do a zoom in and get shot. Like she just gets shot and just falls over. Yeah, um, but no, th- this scene's really good, but it unfortunately ends with nobody getting busted because uh, the their their partner cops don't actually follow the people when they get away. Well, yeah, that's so that's the thing. Like they break out of the building and they're like, "Hey, did you see him?" They're like, "Yeah, we saw him," but you know they were running; they had guns, and <laughs> so I, you know, you start to find out, you know, the cops are on the take. Uh, mm-hmm. you know of, of this uh, crime lord mafia boss whatever and uh, it uh, it kind of leads up you know like I said they they find out who uh, is really behind it is Rizzo and Rizzo is this uh, he's a rat a Muppet rat right he loves pizza <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, no but yeah he uh, I, the, the only thing I guess I, I would maybe it, performance i didn't like as like i i don't know if i loved the rizzo like really playing him but i i feel like i need to rewatch it but yeah i actually ended up liking him because he he just plays a super cocky dude because anytime they show up to kind of attack him he's just like i i he says he says the classic cliche line i eat guys like you for breakfast um, I eat I eat pieces of shit like for breakfast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they it's kind of just like there's nothing you can do. Um, yeah. When that drug deal went down, I was in the hospital, so you can't even you. I you will not find me anywhere near that. Right. I mean, that's kind of like a a big running thing in there. You know, he he's not admitting guilt, but he's pretty much just like you, you want because they said we're coming for you. He's like, come and get me. Like just. <laughs> yeah uh, now that i'm thinking about it i think i i do enjoy it but mm-hmm. i just maybe i'm just oh no 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 i mean i get it and uh there there is that really odd line where he calls him captain marvel which why would you call him brie larson it doesn't make sense oh yeah huh. they, they uh Shazam. <laughs> yeah, and then Shazam, and I'm like, those are two different characters, buddy. If I if I was there, I would I would have gotten a little angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just furiously writing a letter to DC and Marvel. Yeah, yeah, telling them telling them to band together to sue this movie. Yeah, um, James Gunn would be furious if he watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would be. <laughs> um, Five even years though- ago, he wouldn't have been, but now he would be. Yeah, now, now, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah this is kind of where um the movie is a lot of scenes but now it's kind of ramps up to them being against rizzo but they get put on the bathroom duty as you like kind of alluded to where uh where they're, they're stuck in patrolling bathrooms for i guess perverts but it's more like they get stuck with doing absolutely nothing yeah they're just they're waiting around in bathrooms for casual hookups or whatever so mm-hmm. um but you know it does lead to more scenes of them like actually talking and like them like doing it and that's we kind of get like the first glimpse of like hey you know maybe this job ain't what it's all cracked up to be you know it's Mm -hmm. you know we try to do good it's like maybe we should be criminals it's like it pays better you know it's better hours i actually i I actually really like that speech because he he's like you know 
every day I would, whenever I started this job, I would stand in front of the museum for six, six hours, do 16, sorry, 16 hours. And I wouldn't complain ever. I would never sit down. He talked about how good it felt to be a cop. And I guess now it just feels like garbage. Like he's not making any difference. Yeah, this, this is a buddy cop movie, but I mean, it's very much, you know, Elliot Gould's the star of the movie. Keneally is like, he's Robert Blake's good. Don't get me wrong. I think he works well as a side character to Elliot Gould, but Elliot Gould's actually like really good. He also has a really good fashion sense. He look, he's got a great mustache. He wears great little beanies and he, he's got great fashion in this movie. Yeah, I actually enjoyed his performance in the movie because, you know, he kind of, you know, he, he, you know, especially like he said, that speech where, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, I was so excited. My mother would iron my uniform every night. So I'd have mm-hmm. like a nice clean uniform every time I'd go to work. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, you know, he just gets kind of disillusioned with the job as he goes along with it. And, you know, there's, then there's one scene where, you know, they, they pretty much tell Rizzo they're coming after him. And then um, he starts to bust another hooker and they end up going, they end up taking him back to uh, their place, but it turns out to be an ambush. And, you know, he, Elliot Gould gets like the crap eaten out of him where he's like all bloodied and like they hit him in the face and he's like coming outside Mm -hmm. and he's just like covered in blood and stuff. And, he goes out to the squad car and then Robert Blake's been beaten almost to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? It, it's funny though, because that doesn't kill, kill, like kill them at all or kill their um, wanting to bust Rizzo. If anything, it makes them want to do it, want to do it more. Cause they, they even afterwards are like, yeah, I haven't gotten any sleep. You want to get back to busting Rizzo. And I love how they go about it too, because it's more like instead of going straight after him by being like cocky, they decide to pick at him little by little. I think this might be earlier, but it's like one of those slight jabs. And I love the scene of um, when they go to the cabaret club with the topless woman and uh, it's ran by Sid Haig and they just come in and they're just being they're just being assholes. They know they're cops instantly. They're like, we just want to see. I think Robert Blake keeps saying, I would just want to see the woman with the big jugs. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. There, do you know there's a woman with mammary glands out? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that they, they're giving them a hard time. It's like, where's your cabaret license? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's above the bar. And it's like, I need a stepladder. You know, it's like, yeah. Any commotion. <laughs> Yeah, and he borrows the stepladder and says, hey, I'm a cop. I need to check the, uh, the 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 cabaret license. And, of course, everybody walks out of there. I thought yeah. that was a really great scene. Well, I like it because uh, the the woman is still dancing topless. And mm-hmm. Robert Blake is like, hey, ma'am, like, there's nobody here. You could stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a good way to end the scene. Um <laughs> No, but they end up picking at him. Uh, I think it's. I think they even bother him at his birthday. They burn the man's car while he's like blowing out the candles of his cake for his birthday. Yeah, they're definitely trying to piss him off because you know they mm-hmm. they uh, they know they can't get to him like outright bust him, but they have because they have to catch him like red handed in the middle of an act, and so they're really trying to provoke him so that way he does he does do something and. Uh, eventually you know they they go over to his house and uh they're like well I, I, his lawyer steps up, i was like well i hope you're happy you know mr rizzo's got another heart condition that you caused we're gonna sue the pants off you 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and they the- realize they uh that oh like whenever he goes to the hospital there's a big you know there's a big uh uh a big drop shipment of drugs that happens yeah yeah and um i guess they 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 wait at the hospital and come to find out he's hiding heroin in like the vases of the flowers that come to his room um and then you know they end up like holding him up and then it ends in a very big car chase scene and it ends super seriously too like it's like not a funny ending at all no that's what i was saying like earlier it's just like you know this movie starts out pretty fun you know it's like these Mm -hmm. you know really comedic moments but then it's like this really harsh dose of reality at the end of the movie where Mm -hmm. um they finally do catch rizzo red-handed and he's just like so what like you think this is gonna stick like well you got nothing on me and he's like Mm -hmm. he's like you know maybe i was just running away because you cops are it's like the worst that's gonna happen what i go to prison for what like a year i could use a vacation and (laughs) and uh uh keneally is just kind of just staring at him just kind of like uh like just dumbfounded because he he realizes like all this hard work that they just did is for nothing and that it's just going to lead to him um, getting out of prison again. And the movie ends on, I, I think, uh, Keneally being in the unemployment office of some the, sort. Yeah, because it ends with the freeze frame on Elliot Gould's face, and then it's a voiceover. And you, you really don't know what it is at first. Yeah, At first, I was like, oh, is he resigning from being a cop? Is he getting kicked out? Because I thought the movie kind of was ending like, Either he's going to send him to jail or he's going to have to shoot him. Like he's going to get so angry at him that he's just going to straight kill him. And I thought it was going to be like that. But no, yeah, it's the unemployment office. It sounds like Elliot Gould just gave up being a cop from this experience. Yeah, because they asked him point blank, you know, like, what did you used to be? He's like a cop and how long? 11 years. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, why'd you leave? And he's kind of like, huh? Like, I, I don't know and they're mm-hmm. like well, we need a reason like i just needed a change or what you know it just he was so tired of dealing with all the bs of the job and like mm-hmm. trying really hard to do good and actually clean up the town but it was just like it was it was all for nothing and he was just kind of like there's no point in being a cop anymore if i can't do the job that i was want, wanted to do so it's, yeah it's a very somber ending. <laughs> yeah, it's really surprising. And that's what I meant. Like, kind of like this movie has like, it's like a fun, lighthearted tone, but it also it's it, it does it dark too. It's not afraid to do both. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's why I love this movie. I loved Busting. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, did, I did love this movie. I thought it was a great movie. It's a great movie. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, it may be, you know, there might be a little bit of slowness in between, but, you know, I kind of like the little bit of like the parts that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not so fast paced, uh, you know, in the very, in the beginning and uh, the relationship is very good. You know, they add a very good story. And like I said, just a moment at the end where it just really stuck with me where I were actually like resonated. I was like, oh, wow. Like that's, that's, I was not expecting to have to <laughs> comprehend what there was going on in there. So I, uh, I really, really enjoyed this one. It's one actually one of the favorite ones that we've covered in a long time. And yeah, uh, I agree. 
And uh, I definitely say go out of your way to uh, watch this one if you like love crime movies, cop movies. This is definitely one you should see. Exactly, it's just a cool hangout cop movie. You really, you really got to see it. It's really, it's interesting. Um, but you know who doesn't like this? I, I have to get. I had, I did some oh, yeah. research. Uh, did you were you able to find this? Because so Robert Blake said on Wikipedia, it says that Robert Blake said busting was a mistake. And it would not appear like he didn't show up in movies for the next six years. There's a hyperlink. And I tried to find this article because the hyperlink wasn't working for me. And it was he said this in Playboy because I really wanted to know why he thought it was a mistake. And I found a photocopy of this Playboy article. (laughs) Worst quality I've ever seen. I could not read it for the life of me. So I still don't know why Robert Blake thinks this movie was a mistake and made him quit movies. Well, how was the rest of the magazine? It was wonderful. Really nice. (laughs) Really great. Really great stories. Really great stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, I read it for the article. (laughs) For the Um, Robert Blake interviews. Well, that's... I Well... I'm I'm glad he actually brought this up because I didn't meant to bring it up was, you know, this movie was not reviewed very favorably. This movie's no. not reviewed very favorably. I mean, like Gene Siskel gave it a two out of four. Um, some, you know, it's at best people are like, uh, it's okay. It's not great though. Um, the, uh, a lot of the other people though are just like it's an abomination through and through this is from uh, the los angeles times no. um, from variety a confused and compromised clumsy concoction of unmitigated vulgarity so you know i don't know if it's like the time of it but like it does not have a very good uh review score and i don't i don't know i mean i guess people were thinking maybe it's too vulgar i mean you know, if you're not really into the whole, you know, if you've really turned off by like the homophobic stuff, I mean, I mm-hmm. I can kind of understand that. Yeah. But and, and I guess this is before buddy cop movies or, you know, uh, Vice Squad movies, because this movie was made because of a uh, new new Centurion, and it, the idea of a cop going off the rails, like I'm going against the rules to catch the catch these people. And maybe that's kind of vulgar and disgusting to like watch a movie like, oh, we're really supposed to look up to these cops that aren't following the rules. Yeah, because I mean, I guess is what. Well, I mean, it was the time of Serpico and uh, yeah, true, yeah. And but I mean, this was like before Dirty Harry movies, mm. so this is like before like oh, cops playing by their own rules type of thing. And mm. I don't know, but I for me, you know, I really like a lot of these dirty, gritty type of movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, you know, I really like when they kind of don't really <laughs> make a very vibrant movie. That's like, oh, I want to make a really ugly looking movie sometimes. And I, I, I actually really liked it. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know what? Form your own opinions. How about that? It, exactly. Go out and see this one. Just see it. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch it. And then you <laughs> email Gene Siskel and tell him he was wrong. <laughs> yeah yeah do you think he had an email he had to yeah have. yeah he had to have i guess he didn't die that or he died in the late 90s he had to have an aol account i'm sure he did <laughs> but uh anyway uh that's gonna do it for this week um nathan i 
think we're going to have a special theme next week. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be doing? Well, Ryan, I've heard you say some mean things about Christmas. And I need to call somebody in to help out. And that's Kirk Cameron. We're talking about Saving Christmas, which is now streaming on Tubi. Hopefully that's okay. Why, 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 why wouldn't it be okay? Uh, you're right. Why wouldn't it be okay? It sounds good. Well, Nathan, I'm going to pick something for you. I got you a little something as oh, well. For me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I know I heard you like movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, I, I know you really love uh, comedies. You, oh, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. You love to laugh so much. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I I can I love hearing your jolly laugh every time on the podcast. So God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh I'm gonna recommend this little forgotten classic that um not many people have heard of, and it's this movie called uh Loquisha. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I've heard of this one, <laughs> which has one of the uh, I'm not gonna not hype, one of the worst posters I've ever seen for a movie ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, starring a uh, white man that pretends to be a black woman radio host. So I think, well, I think you're really gonna enjoy this one, Nathan. That one is also free on Tubi right now. Wow, we. Uh... We could just say it's a very controversial Christmas this year. Yeah, well, you know, uh, my favorite movie is Christmas movie is Krampus. So that's why we're doing the Krampus. That's our theme. We're doing Krampus Christmas. We're, We're doing Krampus Christmas. Yes, we are doing the worst movie. We went out of our way to pick absolute garbage for each other. So thank you, Ryan. Yes, it's going to be a very merry Christmas indeed. Mm-hmm. But do you have any thoughts and opinions about our podcast and you want to email them and tell us don't do this, this is a bad idea? Email us over at drive in double feature podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, excuse me, X at DIDF pod. And once again, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. But until next time. Until next time.